Henry Ford has been quoted as saying, if you believe you can, or if you believe you cannot, you are correct. So what if the only thing standing between where we are and where we want to be is nothing more than the ingredient of belief, the ingredient of faith? Belief in yourself, belief in what's possible. Every one of the most successful people I know has belief, and they believe in themselves, and they believe in things that everybody around them says are impossible. So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us, who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Think Rich Radio. It is great to have you joining me as we are continuing on this journey of learning to think differently about money and think differently about success, think differently about wealth, think differently about all of these things and learning the right way as opposed to uh, some of the other things that have been taught and indoctrinated into our minds over the years and over our entire lifetimes, really, about money and success and all these things. Um, I want to remind you, we're in the middle of a series that I started a couple of episodes ago, working through the 13 principles of success as they're laid out in the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, if you don't have a copy of this book, I've made one available for you. All you need to do is go to my um, podcast website at thinkrichradio.com, thinkrichradio.com. And on the right side, I have a place where you can download a copy of the book, Think and Grow Rich. And then you can read that, of course, on your own. That is just a, uh, an electronic PDF copy uh, that you have access to. But uh, as we start working through this overall process, I want to encourage you to you know tell your friends, tell your family, and uh, tell the people that you know because the truth is, we didn't learn this stuff in school. This isn't the stuff that they build curriculums on. This is the stuff that some of us have had the courage to dig into and start you know, figuring out on our own. And I'm on this journey, too. I happen to be a few years down the road from most people, but I'm still learning stuff, and I'm discovering stuff. And right now, I'm sharing with you a whole lot of the stuff that I have discovered over the years. And then as we go further, you know, we're going to bring some additional people in, and they're going to be sharing additional ideas and additional insights and things that they've discovered, because the truth is, nobody knows all of it. We're all on a journey, and we're all figuring it out together. The second principle of success that Napoleon Hill figured out is faith. It's one thing to have a desire. That's what we looked at in the last episode. It's one thing to have a desire of something that you want, but success depends on faith. It depends on the belief that something's going to happen. Now, faith is a very hard thing to define. We typically think about faith in a spiritual sense. We think about it, you know, from your religious background, whether it be church or whatever your religious backgrounds are. But the reality is faith is uh, above and beyond religion. It's not just about faith or belief in God. It's about your belief that something is going to happen. It's a certainty. In fact, I'm going to define it this way. Faith is the certainty that something is true or the certainty that something will happen 
that you do not have any other reason to believe it's going to happen. So the faith is simply certainty that something's going to happen or faith that something is true, even though you don't have any other evidence to support that in the moment. Now, a few examples, obviously church, spiritual faith, that is an obvious example. If you, you can't see God necessarily, but you have faith that God exists, that is an example of faith. Other examples, though, some stuff that you know happens in a day-to-day basis of our life is driving down the road. Let's say you're driving down a two-lane road. I was driving down a two-lane road yesterday, and I was hauling a boat, and it was a really narrow road, and there was a car that was coming, and I'm looking at this other car, and I'm thinking, man, this is such a narrow road. I hope he doesn't hit me, and I just had faith that he's going to stay on his side of the line his side of the yellow line, because it's in his best interest to not hit me, and it's in my best interest to not hit him. So I'm going to stay on my side of the line. He stays on his side of the line, and we just have faith that the other driver is going to do the best thing. There's other types of faith that we have every day in our life, and some of it's ridiculous. For example, we often have faith in news reports, or maybe not just news reports, but the reports of other people. We call them rumors sometimes, right? And so somebody says something, somebody reports something, and we say, well, such and such said it, it must be true. And we put our faith in a person and we believe that their word is true. All of these are examples of faith that happen every day in our lives. Faith is hard because faith requires blind certainty. It's a 100% positive expectation in something that we cannot see. Now, let's contrast faith with hope. Hope is a wish. Hope is a desire that something's going to happen. Faith is an expectation that something is going to happen. Let's do a little experiment here. If you're not driving, then you can just close your eyes. And as you're listening to my voice, you can do this experiment. If you are driving, then maybe uh, pull over on the side of the road or something. So you can do this little experiment. But what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes for a moment and hope that something is going to happen. Think about something that you want to have happen and just hope that it's going to happen. And as you hope that it's going to happen, imagine it happening and, and just think to yourself, I really hope that this happens. I hope this happens. And if it happens, it's going to feel really great. If it doesn't happen, then, you know, be a little disappointed. Just feel that feeling, feel that sensation of hope and hold it for just a moment. Okay, you feel what that feels like? Now that's hope. Now open your eyes and kind of shake it out a little bit so your body's coming back to reality. And now you've experienced some hope. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes again. And this time... I want you to have full expectation that something is going to happen. It could be the same thing, or it could be something different, but think about something you want to have happen and expect that it's going to happen. Feel that certainty that this thing is going to happen, whatever that thing is. Maybe you're, you know, going to go to a movie and you have a certain certainty. This is going to happen. I'm I'm on my way. I'm going to go to the movie. This is really going to happen. You feel that certainty? You feel that expectation? Now, that's the difference in hope and expectation. Open your eyes if you haven't done so already. Open your eyes and kind of shake it out. That's the difference in hope and expectation. Think about the difference that you felt as a sensation. When you're hoping, the challenge with hoping is there's still the possibility that it may not happen. Did you think about that? As you're hoping, there's all the excitement that, oh, I hope this happens, but there's all this doubt. 
oh, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope this this the the opposite of it doesn't happen. I'm hoping it happens, but I have no guarantees. It's all hope, right? That's hope. Yay. <laughs> People get elected as president based on hope. <laughs> Not that comforting, right? But what about expectation? Expectation, it cut off all doubt. It cut off all uncertainty in favor of a positive expectation that this is going to happen. That's the difference in hope and expectation. And the difference in hope and faith is simply that element of certainty. Faith has a blind certainty, a positive expectation that this thing is going to happen. Jay Kelker, a great friend of mine, most of you have never heard his name, will probably never have the opportunity to meet this wonderful man, but I've known Jay for almost 20 years, and if you meet Jay on the street, you would look at him and think to yourself, what's wrong with the guy? Because his hands are shriveled up, he's a very skinny man, and his body doesn't function like most people's bodies. That's because almost 30 years ago, Jay was diagnosed with a terminal disease known as ALS, Some of you know that disease as Lou Gehrig's disease. It's a horrible disease that basically causes all of the muscles in your body to atrophy and eventually you die from your muscles not being able to support your body. Well, Jay got his prognosis and at the time he had very young children at home. He was a very active man, former athlete. And Jay said, I didn't like the prognosis. So I told the doctor, thank you very much for your opinion. I'm going to see what I can do about this. And Jay decided that he was not going to believe that he had ALS. He decided that he would not believe that he was going to die. Instead, he said, I believe I'm going to live. And he said, I believe that my body wants to heal itself. And I believe that I have a long, prosperous life ahead of me. And Jay started operating with unconditional faith, a positive expectation that he would have many, many years ahead of him. And in fact, here we are some 30 years later, And while Jay's body did take on for the first several months, the first year or so, it took on all of the atrophy of the typical ALS symptoms, somehow his faith stopped the progress. He never died. He never continued to atrophy. He reached a point and his body, it's almost like it said, wait, this is it. No more. We can't go any further than this because Jay has a strong enough faith. And here, I just talked to Jay a couple of weeks ago. He has grandchildren now. All of his children are grown. He's just had an amazingly wonderful life. And I think it's all because Jay Kelker had the faith to say no to the negative prognosis and yes to life. Just like positive expectation, just like positive faith can lead to wonderful things in our lives and even overcome the negative things that come into our life, in a similar way, negative expectation and negative belief will undermine even the best of things in our life. To help illustrate this, I have a seven-year-old right now who struggles to sometimes see the positive intention of life. And sometimes what he will do is he will want to ask for something. Let's say he wants to play a game or watch a movie or something. And he will often preface it. He'll say, dad, I know you're going to say no, but, and then he'll ask his question. And then of course, what do I do? I say no. And then he gets all upset. I knew you were going to say no. And I tell him, I say, son, 
why don't you change your language? Instead of saying, Dad, I know you're going to say no, why don't you say something positive? Why don't you expect that I'm going to say yes? And you might be surprised, I might just say yes. Another example of this is the lack of faith in God that people have. And I don't mean the faith that God exists, but the faith that God actually wants to do something positive in your life. I grew up in the South. I grew up down here where we consider it the buckle of the Bible belt, and there's a church on every corner. And so I'm surrounded. I've always been surrounded by people who go to church, who believe in God, and yet those same people who have no problem saying God exists have a really hard time believing that God is going to do something great in their life. And that could be something related to success, or very often what I see is related to sickness or illness. And I hear people say, well, I got this cancer and, you know, if God wanted to, he would heal me, but he doesn't want to. Or I'll hear people say, well, Lord willing, you know, I'll get healed, but I'm probably going to die in a couple of years. And then sure enough, they die about 19 months later. And you say, well, why did they die? Is it that they died because God didn't want to heal them? Or did they die because they just didn't have enough faith that God could and God would and God wanted to heal that person? We have an unbelievable amount of control and amount of power in our lives to bring things into our life that we really want simply based on the strength of our faith. And those who have strong faith will see much better things in their life than those who struggle to believe. Napoleon Hill figured this out over 80 years ago. He wrote about it in Think and Grow Rich. He learned this principle from studying the lives of some of the most successful people in American history. And what he discovered is these successful people have an unshakable faith, an unshakable faith in their ability to do things, an unshakable faith in the possibility of what could be done. Henry Ford said, we can build an assembly line, and put a car in front of every house in America. He said that we can create the eight-cylinder engine. He had this amazing vision, and he believed that it could be done. And when his engineer said it couldn't be done, he said, get back to work, try some more, it can be done. That is what successful people have built into them. They have this drive and this belief that it can be done. And if we want to ever have the success that we want in life, we must learn to develop a character of unshakable faith. In fact, I go so far to call it unconditional faith. My next episode is going to be on unconditional faith. It's faith that will not waver under any condition, under any circumstances. It is unconditional faith. And oftentimes, you're the only one that has it. But it's like an architect. Imagine this. A building, before a building can be built, what has to happen? The architect has to imagine it in their head They have to design it in their head, in their mind's eye, and then they go through all the trouble of spelling it out in the blueprints and drawing it out. And now once it's on a piece of paper, it lives in the physical world, and now we can go actually build the building. But before the building can ever be built, it must be first imagined and built in the architect's mind. That's the way your faith is. Your faith, before it can ever be realized in the physical present world, Before other people can realize it, it must live in your mind in an unconditional way, unshakable faith. That's one of the things that every successful person has in common. 
So, of course, how do we build it? How do we grow from not having faith, not believing something can happen, to having unshakable faith? And I've got three steps I'm going to share with you. And it goes like this. Number one, choose to have unconditional faith. Choose to have it. Faith is a choice, kind of like love is a choice. I have kids. I love them. I love them unconditionally. There's nothing that they can do to take my love away. Sometimes I don't like them, but I always love them. Sometimes you may not feel like having faith, but choose to have unconditional faith. And the more you choose faith, the stronger your faith will become. Number two, repeat out loud what you want to be true, even if it doesn't appear to be true in your life right now. Repeat it out loud. There's something amazingly profound about speaking your want to be true out loud into the physical world. If you just internalize it and you say, man, I wish this would happen. I wish I could lose 100 pounds. That's not going to do anything. Now, if you wake up every day and multiple times a day, you say, I am skinny. I am skinny. I am losing 100 pounds. I'm losing 150 pounds, however big your goal needs to be. Or maybe it's a small goal. I'm losing 20 pounds. You keep speaking that into existence over and over and over again, and you back it with that unconditional faith. Guess what? You're going to lose that weight. And it doesn't just have to do with weight. It has to do with everything in your life. I want to have more than enough money. I want to lend, and I do not want to borrow money. Whatever it is that you want in your life. So you have unconditional faith that you're going to be a lender of money and not a borrower of money, and then you speak it out loud, I will lend and not borrow. And then here's the third step. Number one, choose unconditional faith. Number two, repeat it out loud what it is that you want to be true. Number three, cut off all other options. Burn the boats. No failure is a possibility. Cut it off. Cut off the possibility that you will only be in debt. Say, there's no way. That's that's not even possible. I believe that I will lend and I will not borrow. I say it out loud. We will lend. We will not borrow. And then you cut it off and you say, there's no way that we're going to be one of those people, one of those families that lives in debt for our entire life. And you say it and you believe it and you see it and you feel it and you visualize it and before you know it it starts to come into your life as a reality because you became so intentional about it and because you believed it and you believed it with no other possibility you believed it with positive expectation hope versus expectation hope feels good but there's a doubt expectation knows that it's going to happen faith is expectation of the thing that you cannot see and you know that it's going to come into your life. Choose faith. Hey, listen, if you need a copy of Think and Grow Rich, don't sit there and wish to yourself, I wish I had a copy, because I've made it available for you. All you need to do is go to thinkrichradio.com, thinkrichradio.com. That is think, T-H-I-N-K, rich, R-I-C-H, radio r-a-d-i-o dot com and get your own copy of think and grow rich for free right now all you need to do is go to thinkrichradio.com click on the right side where you see the big banner that says think and grow rich free download and click it and download also if you haven't subscribed if you haven't told your friends and your family and your neighbors and your children and anybody else in your life that they need to be listening to think rich radio well stop right now get yourself subscribed if it's on itunes or if it's on google play or wherever it is that you like to listen to podcasts go ahead get yourself subscribed and then maybe 
email it out and share it with a few people and say, hey, you got to check out Think Rich Radio because it's going to change your life because you know what? We're seeing amazing results in people's lives. People are writing me every day telling me how much Think Rich Radio is helping them out. I know it's helping you and I know it's going to help the people in your lives. So share the word. Get it out. All right. I appreciate it. I will see you guys in the next episode. 